Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. Today's episode is all about commitment. And recently coming off my wedding, I wanted to share and articulate the vows I, re- I read on my wedding day. And these vows are very personal, mean a lot to me, and I wanted to share them in the hopes that exemplifying the commitment I have for Jess will hopefully bring some sort of value to you. I also uh, give my perspective on commitment, the benefits that it can bring to you, and what might be holding you back from being in a committed relationship or committed to something in your life. So please, Focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to the show. I hope everyone's doing great today, that they're having an awesome day. And I'm recording about mid-July here. So been back from our wedding vacation for a couple weeks, back into the routine, getting the health full and swing and everything back in order. So I'm I'm feeling great. I'm feeling healthy. It's summertime. The weather's been amazing. So a lot to be grateful for. And I touched on something in the last episode that I didn't have enough time to really focus on and elaborate on was commitment and vows when I'm referencing our wedding vows. So Today's episode, I really wanted to talk about really commitment and I'll also tie in my vows and I'm actually going to read my wedding vows in today's episode. But when I searched the word commitment on Mr. Google, um, there, Google usually gives two definitions and I wanted to read both definitions and kind of uh, highlight the differences in those definitions. So the first definition is the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause, activity, etc. And then it also gives words that are associated with that definition. And the words are dedicated, devotion, allegiance, loyalty, faithfulness, fidelity, bond, and attentiveness. Now, those are all words I can get behind. I like those words. Those words have a lot of meaning, a lot of depth to them, and really have a positive association to the word commitment. Now, directly under that, they gave a second definition. And the second definition is an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom and action. Whoa, a bit different there. And the words associated with this definition are responsibility, obligation, duty, tie, charge, liability, burden, pressure, undertaking, task, and arrangement. Wow. You know, I read that and I was like, holy shit, those are completely different definitions and completely different a different set of words associated to the word commitment and i thought that was just insane and it's it's just a really great reminder that it's the importance of framing things in the proper manner for us to be able to view them in a positive way in a way that's going to support a positive life or 
we could frame them in a completely different way that impacts the way we view things, impacts the way uh, our life is lived, the way we view life. It's just such a simple little um, difference, but it can make a huge, huge impact on how we frame things, how we see things, what our perception of something is, in this case, commitment. So how we view commitment, how we define it, and how we frame it can make all the difference here. So I want to highlight that we might be tainted by a life event of the past whereby being committed left us feeling like it was the second definition that I just went over. Like there was an obligation, like there was a burden, like it was a liability. Um, But if we don't consciously choose to frame it in another manner, we will naturally want to avoid commitment. (laughs) You know, in the past experiences that we've lived or that we went through might be tainting our viewpoint of commitment. We might have had a bad experience of when we were in a committed relationship or when we were committed to something and it didn't pan out and we were left with a sour taste in our mouth, then we probably are tainting that perception of commitment in a negative way that might not be serving us. And this might even be happening at an unconscious level, but we might be avoiding to uh, that commitment. We might be avoiding to enter a relationship where that involves commitment or following through on something that involves commitment because it hurt us in the past. And even myself, not that it really hurt me in the past, but when I was younger, even in high school, and I was in a somewhat long-term relationship, really the only other relationship I was ever in, and there was a general consensus with our guys group and just guys in general at that age that being committed was not a good thing. It got framed in a negative manner. You know, it was, oh, so-and-so is in a relationship now, and now they have that responsibility, they have that obligation, they have that burden, they have that <laughs> that liability that we're, they're with now. Now they can't hang out with the boys anymore. They're committed. And it was just framed in a negative way. And so, of course, I'm surrounding myself with these people every day. They're my friends. They're the people I... I see we kind of share that same belief system through osmosis. You know, that's why it's so important to consciously be aware of who you are spending your time with and what their values are, what their beliefs are, what their perception of the world is, because you will naturally mold and become malleable to those belief sets, to that, to those viewpoints in life, because that's what they, that's what people openly talk about. And you just naturally absorb that and that naturally frames your reference for how you see the world. That's why you want to surround yourself with people who support you, who uplift you, who believe in your vision, who you kind of have similar ways of thinking because it's just going to help you both progress in that same manner and move you forward. But anyways, back to when I was younger in that relationship, I had that tainted view of commitment in, in, in a wrong negative connotation. And you know, I naturally didn't want to be committed because of that. I wanted to hang out with my friends. I wanted to do things with them. I, I saw commitment as a drag. And that eventually led to, A, I'm sure me not showing up the best in that relationship as I did not. Like, I didn't even know about myself. I didn't know my inner self. I had a lot of self-work to do to show up good in a relationship, which I had not done at that point. And on top of that, having this negative 
frame of reference of what commitment meant. I just didn't want to be committed. I didn't want to be quote unquote locked down. I wanted to be free. I wanted to enjoy myself with my friends. And that eventually led to just not a great relationship and me wanting to kind of exit that when really we did have a special bond. We did have a special commitment and well, not commitment, but connection at that point that really needed to be worked on if it was ever going to be something that just I was not willing to do at that point in my life. Um, and a big part of that was the way I framed commitment. And I was just not ready for that. I saw it as that burden. I saw it as that liability. Now, Fast forward to where I am now. Now I am beaming with pride to be committed. I want to do everything I can to prove my dedication to my now wife. There's no other option. It's the way I frame commitment that makes it beneficial, powerful, and something I deeply cherish. Um, and just touching on maybe other people's stories or what co some commonalities that I tend to see, tend to read about, tend to hear about are people who got hurt in their past relationships when they were in a committed relationship, whether that was they got cheated on, they got lied to, they got taken advantage of, you know, they were really there, they were really committed, but their other partner, the other piece of the pie there might not have, you know, exemplified that true commitment. And it ended up leaving that pain, that memory, that life event that is now tainting the viewpoint, the perception of what commitment means. And even Jess in her past relationship, as I mentioned before, she got hurt. She got cheated on something where she was fully committed, but her partner was not. Her partner went against the what he said he was going to do and that went against that commitment. And that really broke Jess for a long time in her life. And it took time, inner work, communication, experience and actions through her and through me when she had a, when she jumped into a, another relationship and she put herself on the line to be committed again. You know, we really had to work through the traumas that she had to get to a point where she can trust, where she can be committed again. And she not only had to do that work, but I had to prove myself, but I couldn't be like, oh my gosh, like I need to prove myself because of what you went through. That's where it has to be that mutual understanding of me being like, okay, I understand what you went through and I understand where we need to get to and also what I need to do, the ownership that I need to do and I need to prove that I am committed, that that's not me and that, you know, that just doesn't happen overnight. There's a lot of things to unpack there. There's a lot of communication that needs to happen, mutual understanding, mutual respect and, and then, of course, the actions to support all that communication to really prove that, hey, we are in this together. We are in this committed relationship. And what happened to you in the past does not mean that's going to dictate your future. We can create a new future. We can create a new meaning around commitment, trust, faith, all that kind of stuff. And unfortunately, uh, not in our relationship, but just naturally how things work is the common unconscious logical step after someone was hurt um, is, uh, is avoid doing what hurt you before. So if being in a committed relationship hurt you before, unconsciously, naturally, we are going to try to avoid doing something like that again because it hurt us in the past. So if we're not unpacking all our stuff and being aware of what happened and talking this through with a potential partner or whatever it may be, or even just yourself and working through it, 
unconsciously, you're going to try to revert away from that commitment because it hurt you before. There was pain inflicted before. And just the way we evolved was the way we evolved to avoid pain. We evolved to avoid danger. So naturally, we're going to gravitate away from this. Um, so usually the, we usually gravitate to something that's in opposition to what hurt us. And in this case, if commitment hurt us, then we're going to gravitate to being inconsistent because commitment is being consistent, consistently showing up, consistently showing that faith, that trust. Hey, I'm here. I'm committed. That is something that's consistent. But when you're not committed, we're not consistent. We're not consistent and we're inconsistent. So take a look at, you know, if, if this story resonates with you or if you got hurt from commitment in the past, take a look at your sequential relationships. Were they consistent? Maybe not. Were you fully committed? Probably not. If you are always on to the next thing, you will be trying to fill a void. That void will usually be temporarily filled with excitement or instant gratification, um, but it will not be fulfilling in the long run. I believe the void gets filled by a deep level of commitment. So if you're shying away from that commitment, we tend to seek gratification, excitement, things that are fun. So we might be on to just chasing relationships or just chasing activities, which might be fun. And there's nothing wrong about that. But there's always, I believe there's going to be that void of something that's solidified, something that, you know, we, we cherish that bond, that connection, that commitment. You know, it is something that is a bit more safe when you can build it and, and um, evolve and work on that. So to make this process easier of being committed again, I believe that commitment should be tied to your internal values. Not something that, okay, yeah, I was in a relationship before and it didn't work out. Like, don't, don't just pass that over like it's nothing, but we need to bring that to the forefront. And if commitment is something you want in your life, it should be tied into your internal value system. Our values are our internal uh, directional compass. You know, it'll lead us into the direction that we want to go. If we value something, we'll naturally want to unpack that. We'll naturally want to move closer to that. And if you don't value it and don't adopt the mindset that there is no other option, it will, you know, it'll just be too easy not to be committed. But if you want a committed relationship, if you want commitment and consistency in your life, I believe that that is going to need to be get, get interwoven into your value system. It needs to be put to the forefront. I want to be committed and I want a partner to be committed to me. So on this topic of commitment, I wanted to read my wedding vows today and explain how they tie into my life and why this is like a contract for our relationship and what we promise to one another. And I firmly believe that a wedding should be more than just a dazzle or a fancy event, but there should be a deep meaning underlying that special day. And for Jess and I, writing our vows added a level of depth as well as accountability to what we were committing to each other on that day and for the rest of our lives. So I wanted to read my vows. You know, it's something pretty personal, but I feel like I've been sharing my my 
journey openly and vulnerably in hopes that it connects to whoever's listening and it might give them that uh, motivation or that freedom for them to do the same. You know, I was somebody who struggled with my emotions. I was somebody who struggled, struggled with holding everything in. I couldn't articulate how I was feeling, what upset me. And it was a huge restriction in my life. And breaking this barrier and breaching it to get to the other side has really, really changed my life on a deep, profound level. And I, I'm out here in the hopes that my message and my words will help you to do the same. And that's why I entered the coaching profession to really, truly help men or anyone who's struggling with this to get to that other side. I believe we, you know, getting help expedites that time frame of how long it's going to take. I struggled with this for a long time. I still, still struggle with it at times. But, you know, I believe that everyone can get to that other side. I truly do. So I'm going to share my vows here today with you in an open and vulnerable manner, even though it's something very personal and uh, that I cherish deeply. So here we go. Jess, since we've met, you have opened my heart, my mind and my soul. You've unlocked a version of me that I thought I would never uncover. A much better version, one that only you could help me see. We often challenge each other in all the best ways. I love that we are both unwilling to settle and that we always focus on what's most important to our relationship, individuality, and future together. I didn't think I would ever be with someone so grounded and clear on what they wanted. The fact that neither of us will ever shy away from pursuing our dreams and desires can be challenging at times, but as we both know, the best things in life aren't usually easy. Ever since that moment in the garage, when we first declared our love for one another, I knew we had something special. Looking back, special was an understatement. You are kind, loving, selfless, beautiful, caring, grounded, and embody so many amazing qualities. You're everything a man could ever desire. Words can't fully describe what you mean to me, but the emotions and feelings I have for you are unique, profound, and beautiful all at the same time. You amplify my life with all the moments, emotions, memories, and dreams we share. As you know, I am not a perfect man, but I am a man of my word. Our love and connection are profound, and I will do my best to continue to evolve and strengthen them. I vow to never give up on our marriage. I firmly believe you only lose when you quit, and I promise to never quit. I will always be committed to working on myself, my weaknesses, and my flaws. I promise to prioritize our relationship to become the best husband and one day father. I vow to keep your needs and desires a priority, to enjoy and live in the present moment, and to bring our shared vision to life. Throughout our lifetime, I will remind myself that love is our foundation and that no matter what comes our way, love will guide us through all the difficult times. So that was the vows that I personally read on our wedding day, which really mean a lot. And I'll just quickly unpack them for everyone here. So the start, by the way, Jess and I are both going to frame the vows that we read and put them above our bed, just as a reminder of that commitment, as a reminder of what we vow and promise to one another throughout our wedding. You know, it's we can we can create a meaning of anything, whatever however we want that meaning to be. 
And both Jess and I are so clear on what the meaning of marriage, what the meaning of our commitment to one another means. And having these vows written out and putting above our bed, it's just always going to be that reminder. If we get straight away from the path, if we get straight away into whatever circumstance life throws us and there's a bunch of turbulence, we have these written this written commitment to one another which we will not stray away from we might stray a little bit away but this will be a reminder to help um, to help us get back to where we want to be so i'll just quickly unpack this and the start you know each word that i wrote here was very intentional Um, i took a long time to write these and refine them i was out at the solo cabin quite a bit and working on these and just isolated by myself and really reflecting on our relationship, <clears throat> what our relationship means to me, kind of the journey we went through. And it was, it was kind of a difficult task to put it all into one page in a couple minute, uh, essentially speech. But, you know, I, the start of it was just what she's done for me. You've opened up my heart, my mind and my soul. And I'm not just writing these words to make them fluffy words, but like I said, each word has meaning and each word truly does mean something deep to me. And she, Without her, I wouldn't have been forced to look within and forced to work on myself to open my heart. My heart was constricted. My energy, my emotions were all constricted and locked within me. And she really pushed me to to open my heart, open my mind, be open-minded to different ways of doing things, different way of understanding and learning. And, and really unlocked my soul, my passion, who I am. It, it got me, she helped lead me to understand and show me what's inside of me. Show me what lights me up, what drives me, my purpose, you know, what I want to create in life, what meaning I want to bring and how I want to serve the world. And without her, I would have never unlocked that. And then I, I go and talk about how we challenge each other. We're not willing to settle we both are committed to achieving what we want personally as i mentioned individual our individuality and our future together and our relationship so all of those we're not we're not just willing to have a great relationship and sacrifice our individuality sacrifice our individual goals um, and, and we're not willing to, to not create the future we desire. We're very open about all this. We always revisit our goals. We always revisit where we are if we're straying away, if we're moving towards our shared vision. So I'm put that in here as a reminder. Hey, we can't sacrifice our individuality along the way. We're still two individual people that are uniting together to become a greater force, to become that power team to support one another, as well as build and evolve our relationship and our future together. And then I, I went on talking about you know what she means to me and, and how when we declared our love for one another that first time, I knew it was something special, but now it's grown into, that, that was an understatement. That's, it's, it's, it's absolutely flourished and grown into something incredible. And, and here I just wrote a few words of what she means to me. You are kind, loving, selfless, beautiful, caring, grounded, and embody so many amazing qualities. This is just a reminder for me to be like, wow, this, this woman is, is absolutely amazing. And, it, you know, sometimes we forget about that in our busy life and when there's troubles and when there's struggles. And we forget about 
the good in our partner. So I, I put that in here as a reminder that she has all these amazing qualities and that she amplifies my life with all the moments, emotions, memories, and dreams we share as a reminder that, hey, my life is a hell of a lot better with you. And together we are unstoppable and we are gonna have an amazing life because of all these things. So I put that in there kind of as a reminder of what she means to me and what, you know, what she means in my life. And then I go on to say that I'm not a perfect man and I don't think any of us are perfect. And that's important to articulate because I'm going to screw up. I'm going to struggle. I'm going to fail. But I am a man of my word, meaning I will get back on that horse. I will continue to go. And I'm going to do this because our connection and love is profound. And I'll do my best to strengthen them over time. You know, love That love and connection might be a great foundation, might be a great start to a relationship. But those need to be continually worked on throughout the course of your lifetime. Just because it's there doesn't mean it's going to build and keep you together. Yes, that can be a great foundation. That can be a great starting point. But that needs to be continually evolved and worked on throughout your life. So I put that in here as a reminder that, hey, just because we have this doesn't mean it's a it's a gravy train and I, I can I can take the foot off the gas now. I put it in here because I need to continually focus, continually work on strengthening and building that connection and love. And then I put, I vow to never give up on our marriage. And I, I firmly do believe you only lose when you quit. And I thought I put that in there too as a good reminder. Um, and I, I said, I will never quit on our marriage. So if I never quit, that means I can, even though if I'm going to fail, even though I'm going to stumble, even though, you know, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be shitty times, there's going to be times where I don't show up properly, but I vow to never quit. Hey, don't give up on me, Jess. My, I, I am a man of my word. I will come back. I will never quit. And if I don't quit, that means we will make this work. We will figure it out. We will continue to work. And at the start of our relationship, she bluntly told me, Hey, you know, I'll wait around here, Joel, while you work on yourself. I had a lot of shit I had to unpack and work on and it took a while and I commend her for sticking around. But she always told me, as long as you're willing to work on this and not willing to just settle and say, you know, this is the way I am, you know, you got to put up with it, then I will stay committed to you. And she told me that. And I said, okay, fair deal. And I never gave up, no matter how long it took, no matter how many struggles there were and efforts and just failures over and over and over again, I never quit. And she saw that. She saw that in me. And that's what made her stick around. That's what, that's what made her be committed to me because she saw that I never quit. So I thought it was very powerful to put in here that I will never quit. I promise to never quit. I'll always come back to the drawing board. I'll always come back. I'll always work on figuring things out. And then I also put, I will always be committed to working on myself, my weaknesses and my flaws because I'm a human being. I have weaknesses. I have flaws. As I mentioned, I'm going to screw up and I'm, but I will work on those. You know, we will articulate and communicate my weaknesses and my flaws. And when I'm stumbling and bring that awareness to me, if I am having difficulty seeing that, but I will work on them. I'll come up I will practice. I will learn. I will grow and I will come back and work on my weaknesses and flaws. And then I said, I promise to prioritize a relationship to become the best husband and one day father, because that's something that's extremely important to both of us. We need to prioritize our relationship. It cannot fall through the cracks when life gets busy. Our relationship always needs to be prioritized. We talk about that continually. So, of course, I needed to put that in here. 
Then I, I said, I vow to keep your needs and desires a priority to enjoy and live in the present moment and to bring our shared vision to life. So obviously we need to focus on our partner's needs and desires, them as an individual, not just a relationship, but her desires, her internal needs and desires. Those need to be a priority for me too. I can't just put a blind side and say, ah, oh, who cares? That doesn't, that doesn't associate with our relationship or me. I don't need to focus on that, but I also need to focus and support her with her needs, her desires. And to enjoy and live in the present moment, I tend to fixate on the future. I tend to look at big visions and everything like that, which is amazing. But sometimes I forget to be in the present moment and just to cherish everything that we have right now. So I, I thought that'd be an important thing to say. And then, of course, to bring our shared vision to life, which is the vision we talk about openly, what we want our family to look like, what our big goals are, how we want our life to unfold. So I promise to do my best to bring that to life. And then I ended by saying, <clears throat> throughout our lifetime, I will remind myself that love is our foundation and that no matter what comes our, our way, love will guide us through all the difficult times. That just reiterating that, hey, you know, when that turbulence inevitably comes, we need to lean on love, not fear, not hate, not the heavy, uh, low vibrational energies, but lean on that love. Yes, that love is our foundation. That's not going to get us through everything, but that's going to be a revert, what we revert back to. And if we can, if we can get through those difficult times, uh, reminding each other that we do have that love for one another, one another and focusing on that, that, hey, this is our foundation. This will stop us. This will help us in those difficult times. I thought that was an important way to, to end out those vows. So I hope that those, you know, I was sharing that vulnerably. I hope that brings some kind of value into what it takes to build a strong foundational relationship. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of things I promise in there. And I'm a man of my word. So, you know, now even articulating this openly to everyone who's listening, that's an extra layer of accountability. I am going to slip up. I'm going to fail. I'm not going to be perfect at any of this, but I have this, I have this in writing. I have this over our bed. We're going to frame it and put it over our bed to be that reminder what we fall back to. Oh yeah, this is what I promise. This is what I commit to. And commitment in a relationship includes love, trust, honesty, openness. And all of these concepts don't just spawn out of thin air because you understand that a committed relationship should have these. These qualities must be consciously worked on, developed, and have a high level of sustained focus on them to, to, be, to be a thing. You can't just say words and you can't just write words and, and think that it's all good and it's going to unfold that way. There needs to be a high level of focus and commitment to following through on those actions. Just like our relationship at the start, I had to follow through on what I said I was going to say. Otherwise, it means nothing. Words mean nothing without backing them with experience and actions. And some aspects to to help you be in a committed relationship, I believe on, if, you're, if you want that and you don't have it right now, is focus on self-growth, becoming more self-aware, working on your emotional intelligence, implementing a growth mindset, self-care, making sure your own personal needs are taken care of before you come to a relationship, making sure you are complete and whole. A relationship is not going to do that for you. We can't be 
we can't think that a relationship is just going to complete us and fix us. We need to be whole and complete before we enter a relationship. And if you want, you can still work on that together, but it needs to be out in the open, clearly communicated and shared in a vulnerable way. And of course, implementing holistic health. And it's also good to encourage self-growth in our partner, but we can't push that on them. But hopefully that they are inspired by the work and journey that you've gone on, that that, um, that inspires them enough to take that direction and path in their life as well. And of course, we need to have communication. We need to set up boundaries and personal limitations and accept your differences as individuals and frame them as a way of learning. Okay, this is how they see life. Interesting. What can I learn here? And all those things can help us be committed in our relationship. Um, and of course, be attentive to your partner's love language, whether that's words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time, or acts of service. So I'm running out of time here, but I just wanted to... I guess articulate why commitment is so important in a relationship and just in life in general. And remember, if if we got hurt in the past because we were in a committed relationship or because we were committed to something and it didn't have a great outcome, that doesn't mean that needs to be our future. That doesn't mean that's going to happen again. We can take the actions to minimize it happening again by articulating what commitment means to us and then, of course, following through on those actions and proving that we can be committed ourselves and creating that connection. Um, and I hope that articulating and reading my vows brought some sort of value to you. Uh, I know it means a lot to me. Being in a committed relationship really, really means a lot to Jess and I. So I thought I would share kind of my wisdom, my viewpoints on it today. So... Uh, that is pretty much it for today's episode. I did just finish coaching a couple of clients. We ended their programs. So I do have a couple spots available. If coaching is something you are interested in, please reach out to me. Check out my website at joelmahe.ca. Send me an email to coaching at joelmahe.ca. Uh, look me up on Instagram. My Instagram tag is just Joel Mahe, J-O-E-L-M-A-H-E. Send me a message. Let's connect. If you want to progress, if you want to breach that barrier that's holding you back from that commitment, from that connection, from a relationship, or if you just want to progress in life in a holistically healthy way, attain new goals, you feel like you're struggling, you feel like you're stuck, please reach out to me. Um, I would love to at least have a conversation and see if coaching would be the right fit for you. So uh, that is all from me for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you have an awesome day.